0: If you are interested in starting your own podcast, we use Buzzsprout because it is simple and easy to use. Buzzsprout can get your show listed on Every major platform while giving you the resources for a great podcast website, audio players that can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and that is why over 100,000 podcasters are already subscribed to Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in our episode descriptions lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you. So, in return, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift card from Buzzsprout while signing up for a paid plan. Most importantly, every subscription through our link is always appreciated and helps support our show so we can continue delivering the quality content that you guys listen to. That being said, back to the show.
1: Hello, and welcome to Comic Book Junkies. I'm Andrew. This is Joe. And this time we're coming back at you with another top 10 list. So if you've listened recently, we recently did a top 10 power ranks of our all time comic book creators, including artists and, you know, storytellers. So if you're interested in anything like that, go ahead and check that out first. But we're going to do kind of the same rundown on that. We're going to go 10 through one from, you know, lowest to highest. And this time we're going to go ahead and rank our Batman villains. So top 10 Batman villains. I mean, we put our minds together. So once again, if we rank them out individually, we're pretty close. But, you know, some things are higher or lower, but this is a consensus list. So we have it. We took the law of averages into account, and this is our CBJ stamped and approved top 10 Batman villains let us know you know once you hear this if you agree or disagree with anything or if there's somebody that we missed we know there's a ton of great Batman villains that could be included but we thought that these were the essentials so to get things started off Joe do you want to start us off at number 10 with our first villain
0: yes I will but one thing to note too before I get started here we both came up with our own top 10 lists and kind of weighed them against each other and unlike the last time that we did a top 10 list that we both agreed on uh we we had all the same characters in our top 10 list, which made this a lot easier. I'm feeling pretty confident about this list. And actually, a lot of the same characters were in the exact same spot. So we had a little bit of a different order in the middle, but pretty much consistent across both of us. So starting at number 10, I got Poison Ivy. First appeared in Batman issue 181 in 1966. I have her first appearance. Definitely a great book to get if you can find one for the right price. I think Berger also has a copy too. She uh, claims that she does things on behalf of the environment, but she's secretly always on tip. She cares about nature more than people and often seduces characters, including Superman one time in a story that we read to carry out tasks for her, even though she has like a lot of standalone power. So definitely a strong character that just broke our top 10.
1: Yeah, and I agree. She definitely belongs on the list. I kind of had, I think, like, I'll just be up front. They're not on this list. They're more of an honorable mention. So sorry to knock one off the list, but you'll have to wait. Clayface got edged out by Poison Ivy for me, too, Um, after a little bit of thought. Um, but she's just really influential. I mean, as far as, you know, I mean, even just female villains, Um, we didn't have Harley Quinn up until, what, the 90s? And, you know, she's been around since the 60s. But, you know, she's been around for, you know, over 50 plus. Plus years. And she's been one of the more enduring villains. She's been around countless stories. Uh, She's always kind of had that like appeal to, you know, basically everybody. And I mean, she was even featured in some of the earlier Batman adaptations. We haven't seen her in a little while, but she was in the Batman and Robin movie with Clooney. She was a little goofy there, but I mean, she still stayed true to the character. And uh, I mean, as far as, you know, key collecting goes, I think this is one you should get now before it bumps up, kind of gets unattainable.
0: I agree. So moving to number nine, we got the Penguin. He first appeared in Detective Comics issue 58 uh, in 1941. So this is one of Batman's oldest villains. The character has had awesome movie and TV adaptations. And I'm really excited for the upcoming TV show if they decide not to cancel that. Compared to other Batman villains, he's actually relatively sane, all things considered, and is probably like the most iconic street level boss or crime boss for Gotham. Unfortunately, he's a little more limiting than some of the other villains on this list, but still belongs on the list because he's a master manipulator and has a very cool character design with the umbrella and just deep roots when it comes to Batman lore in general.
1: Yeah, I agree. He is one of the earlier ones. And as you said, he is a little bit more limiting. I mean, he's not very physically imposing to Batman. So he kind of has to do other things, you know, usually through using grunts or the mafia or kind of blackmail stuff like that. Because I mean, a little short fat guy with an umbrella isn't really going to beat up a jacked psychopath. But you know, he is enduring as well. Because even with how limited he is, he's had an enduring legacy. He somehow seems to get the upper hand up on Batman, even though Batman is smarter more clever and more physically imposing. So, I mean, he's obviously got something to him that, you know, is kind of he's got that dog in him, I guess, or that penguin in him. But uh, yeah, he rules. I mean, he really kind of got his shine in the Silver Age coming back because a lot of these characters, you know, they were Golden Age originally, but they may have only had one or two appearances, really. But he really got fleshed out in the Silver Age and has kind of become who he is today.
0: Absolutely. Moving to number eight we got Scarecrow also appeared in 1941, but in World's Finest Comics issue three. He's a unique villain in the fact that he attacks people in the form of fear and just wants to see how far he can take them mentally. Because Batman also uses fear to intimidate villains, Scarecrow always makes up for a sweet matchup when he's fighting the Batman.
1: Yeah, he's usually also kind of a little bit of a bitch um, because, you know, he's not jacked either. Like, a lot of these guys, I mean, for, you know, fighting a human superhero, none of these guys are really, like, technically very strong. So they just come up with, like, weird ways to, like, mess with this weird guy in a bat costume, which I do respect. But uh, he also just goes beyond being, like, uh, he fights mano with a Batman. He really just attacks the city, and Batman's just scrambling to go kick his ass and stop the the gas from, like, affecting everybody because uh the dude's always poisoning the water supply or doing something like that and there's anarchy in the streets and batman's like oh god damn it here he is again but i mean also i mean just the how he's been drawn how he's been introduced he's just got a classic costume he's got such a cool theme he's just lit dude
0: perfect moving to number seven We got Mr. Freeze first appeared in Batman 121 in 1959. Although I love Arnold, Freeze hasn't had the best movie adaptations yet, but he's still an OG and a character with a lot of depth. This dude will go to any length in order to cure his ill wife, which makes him an interesting villain in the sense that his villainous behavior is more powered by love than hate. I would say he probably has one of the saddest villain origin stories, so you want to root for this guy. But time after time, he takes things way too far, so you can't really trust him.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I just think he's just classic. The design as well. Just it's kind of a unique thing. I mean, I mean, there's a ton of ice villains, but nobody really is as cool as him. Just his adaptation. I don't know if you like it. A lot of people hate it. But also in Batman and Robin, uh, what is it, Arnold? He's like Mr. Freeze. And it's just like a lot of people hate that and it's cheesy. But it's like you got to remember that like a lot of these characters fundamentally are cheesy in a way. I mean, like they've gotten more fleshed out and, you know, tragic over the years. But, I mean, it's a dude with a capsule on his head, and he shoots ice at a Batman. So, I mean you know it's cool i like the ice puns and you know he's just enduring i mean i would love to get a first copy of his first appearance that one's big big tuna on the list but those are getting out of hand they're still semi-affordable for like that tier of like dc silver age keys but like better get it soon i guess
0: no i couldn't agree more next guy we got up is a comic we both own he appeared in batman vengeance of bane issue one we got bane on this list coming in in 1993 most of our top 10 lists call back to older characters, so it's cool to be able to find a more modern uh, villain that makes such a big impact. This dude is as tough as it gets. He was born in a talk. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's tough mentally and physically. The reason he's so high on our list is because he's the only character to really break Batman and his movie adaptation was also pretty good a lot smarter than people give him credit for
1: yeah definitely um I mean he was one of the first villains that really kind of got me hooked on comics I mean I was always like a Deathstroke guy first but like Bane was always like a close two, especially in my early years I just thought I I mean I don't know I used to watch professional wrestling a lot so I think just the like iconic mask on like a super roided up dude was just like it just spoke to me I was like ah, yeah that reminds me of like WWE's glory days so Oh, you know, yeah, he is slept on for how smart he is. He's one of the only dudes to break the bat, as you said. And I mean, he put him on a commission for a good while. And during that storyline, it lasted like years. It was like tons of issues of him just whooping on Batman. And I mean, he made Asriel a thing for better or for worse. But, you know, Bane deserves respect, even though he's not like one of the OG OGs, but he's kind of worked his way to that status in just a short amount of time. So I think he's deserving of being up on this list.
0: Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of meatheads, and he comes across as one, but because of how smart he is, I think that's why he makes the list while other characters don't like Killer Croc or characters of that kind of physical level. But uh, moving to number five, we got Two-Face excited to get into our top five. He first appeared in Detective Comics issue 66 back in 1942. He's probably my all-time favorite Batman villain. This character has a very compelling and tragic story, and he's done a lot of good for Gotham as Harvey Dent, but it's his mental illness that brings out like the duality of this character, which is unique to all the other villains that are just insane all of the time. I like the idea of never knowing what he's thinking, or never knowing who you're talking to and also like the hope that there's the ability to cure him one day but at this point we've kind of just accepted it's clearly not possible
1: Right, and I like that even though he's like a 50-50, like half the time villain. I mean, he's still always a villain. It's just he's silly as hell and just trusts a coin to make decisions. So it's just like, does this guy just like sit at home and like scheme up plans and be like, this is what we're doing. We're gonna get him this time. But then he just has to wait to flip the coin like in the moment to be like, oh fuck, are we really going through with this? (laughs) It's like, I don't understand that 100%, but I kind of, I like it. He's an interesting character because he's a lot more complex than, like you said, a lot of these characters. Most of them are just crazy or they're just terrorists. He's like a literally crazy terrorist. And then at the same time, he's like a beacon of light for like the four seconds that he's cool. And uh, it's just weird because Batman won't give up on him, dude, like uh, ex-girlfriend. He's just like, we can save you, Harvey. We can rehabilitate you. We can get back together. And Harvey's like, no, I'm for the streets now. And uh, flips coins and shoots people. And it's like, God damn it, Harvey.
0: Classic. Yeah, he's been a part of some of the coolest Batman stories. And uh, I don't know. It just a classic character. But another classic character that made our number four spot is the Riddler. He first appeared in Detective Comics issue 140 in 1948. Although the new Batman movie has a much different take on the character than how we traditionally know him, it was nice to see a good adaptation brought to the movies. He may be the smartest Batman villain and one of the smartest villains in the whole DC universe. He provides riddles to prevent his crimes, which makes him such a unique character and is capable of really large scale things, which we see in the Hush storyline, especially because his crimes come in the form of puzzles he's one of the more fun villains to see face off Batman
1: yeah the dude's got a big ego for sure because he thinks he's so clever and witty that you know no one's gonna figure it out and then to like a deeper level that Batman he's like I'm smarter than you you won't get this in time but I mean we've seen that Batman is that smart and that clever so he does figure it out but yeah the Riddler really is one of the smarter villains he might even be one of the technically like low-key smarter DC Comics characters I mean he's not Batman Lex Luthor or Mr. Turner. Terrific or anybody but like he's sneaky up there because of you know just the way he thinks um and yeah he's part of like a ton of classic like iconography and like stories and you know other than a few of the next couple characters on our list he definitely deserves like this kind of slotting in our list
0: absolutely moving to our top three we got catwoman at number three She first appeared in Batman Issue 1, going all the way back to 1940. There are so many great movie adaptations of the character and She's interesting in the fact that she walks the fine line between being a villain or an anti hero. And she not only dates back to Batman's first issue, but also played a big role in Batman's most iconic story, Year One, which you can also listen to. We reviewed that recently for the pod. She's easy to like because she often comes across as a good person that does bad things, which is why Batman even struggles to understand where his relationship is with her. And so just because she's been around the whole entire time and it's a character that you want to see work out, uh, she had to, to be in the top three.
1: Yeah, and any controversy surrounding this character being this high on the list only stems from her most recent, like, adaptation being, you know, more of like an anti-heroine, like, borderline-ish hero, even though she's more so, she's been a villain for the majority of her career. Um, It really wasn't up until, I think, her 90s solo series that she kind of got the billing as more of a complex and, you know, kind of straddles the line of good and bad. So that's why she's a villain. Um, And fun fact, did you know that in Batman issue one, she wasn't even technically Catwoman she was just the cat so that's a little fun fact I guess but uh there's no minor key obviously that early that says appearance as Catwoman. but uh yeah she rules dude she's basically everywhere you see Batman now they're fucking around trying to get her married to him they're on and off again as they have been for the past 20-30 years now but here's a question do you like her as a Batman's romance or do you like more of like a Talia type thing where you 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 a cat back guy? It's hard to say. I
0: think I like it as it stands, you know, like he's always going to be interested in Catwoman, but he obviously has a kid with Talia. I don't think he's as romantically interested in Talia as he is Catwoman. And so, like, it makes sense for them to be a thing. But in that same breath, because it can never really work out, I don't think that her being a forever companion for Batman makes sense either.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. That's a good take, Joe. Very nuanced answer for me putting you on the spot. That said, that kind of leads into our number two.
0: First appeared in Batman issue 232 back in 1971. Berger also got me his first appearance and signed by Neil Adams, which is super sweet. This character is responsible for training Bruce Wayne to the point where he can manifest the identity of Batman. Roz is by far the most nuanced villain on this list and is very smart in the way that he conducts his business. Dude has been around forever because of the Lazarus Pit, which keeps him in good shape despite the time that passes. And this is a villain that can kind of transcend Batman, like his story, in the sense that he can mock up plans that would require help from the whole DC universe. The dude is similar to Thanos in the way that he finds balance to be more important than good or bad. Also, Berger mentioned to me earlier before we started recording this that he's kind of Batman's father-in-law in the sense that... Batman had a child by his daughter, so, uh, which is Damien. And uh, that makes Raza a, a badass.
1: Yeah, it makes it a bit more complicated. You know, when your son is the uh, grandson of one of your biggest foes, a basically terrorist who is immortal for the most part and you know it's just he's classic i mean even though he's more of a 70s guy i mean just look at the covers i mean neil adams was killing it back then but you know they were doing sword fights they introduced the league of assassins talia which by the led to Damian Wayne, he's just been a very crucial part of uh, Batman's life ever since he got introduced. Like, you know, things took a kind of turn down a different path uh, once they introduced Roz. And, you know, the influence like we'd be without one of the best Robins in our opinion. And like League of Assassins, the League of Shadows, all of that that you want to go with wouldn't be there without him. And I mean, he's just enduring. He's sweet. But that leaves only one person left on the list. He's
0: underrated in the sense that he trained batman to become who he is too but that doesn't affect who we got at our number one spot Coming in at number one, we have Joker, first appeared in Batman issue one in 1940. This is Batman's first true villain and is pretty much synonymous with Batman as everybody loves the relationship between these two characters. Not only is he Batman's greatest villain, but many will argue he may be the best DC villain or maybe the best villain in all of comic books. This character embodies chaos, so no one ever really knows his next move. Origin or identity for that matter. In Batman, the three Jokers, Bruce does mention that he does know the identity, but despite that, the Joker is unique to all the other characters in the sense that he can commit crimes that are small scale and like fun and pranky, all the way to like globally scaled crimes torturing Batman. And the only thing that's consistent about this character is his ability to be completely unpredictable. And so that's why he has to be number one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cliche to be like, yeah, of course, the Joker's number one. But who else could you realistically go with? I mean, we got as close as we could with Ra's al Ghul, Catwoman and the Riddler. But I mean, when you think of Batman, you think of the Joker. And sometimes you don't even think of Batman when you think of Joker. That's how popular he is. Um, I mean, he got a solo film. Who would have thought the Joker would have a solo film, you know, back in the day? And, you know, he's undergone different, you know, every writer wants their take on him because, you know, he's the most important basically villain at DC. He's the most fun to write. You could write anything, really. It could be crazy. It could be like fish that are like Jokerized. Could be trying to cut off Alfred's arm or something. He's like stabbed him. It's like you could do whatever with the guy. He's nuts. But I mean, yeah, you can't really top him. It's like yin and yang. You can't kind of can't have one without the other at this point for better or for worse but yeah he's the clear-cut de facto number one and he probably always will be.
0: Exactly. We're not trying to stir the pot here. We're not going to have an edgy take. When somebody's number one, you just got to give it to them. But that concludes our list. So definitely let us know what you think. It's probably wrong if it conflicts our top 10, but shoot your shot anyways. Do you want to hit them with what we're going to do next week, Burger? Or next episode?
1: Yeah. So next time, um, you know, we're kind of getting into October. Spooky season's in the air. We've got a cool couple things lined up, actually. But we're going to kind of tie into the kind of, you know, feel Of the season, and we're gonna go with kind of a little deep dive. Uh, We'll see how deep, Uh, but we're gonna look into the history of horror comics. So There's plenty to pull from. They started in the golden ages, probably even beforehand. But, you know, we'll start where it gets good. And we'll kind of just talk about how that progressed. You know, some cool, iconic things, maybe even some key alerts, stuff like that. But we're just kind of going to have a general two dudes shitting around talking about horror comics. So it'll be a good time. It'll be good for both of us, because even if we're vaguely familiar, we'll be able to, you know, learn a little bit more about the topic. But with that, you know, make sure to, you know, listen, rate, subscribe to the pod, tell a friend. You know, check us out on socials, CBJ Pod on Instagram. That's our main hub there. Comic book junkies or CBJ Podcast on Facebook. And yeah, I mean, really just keep on doing you, keep spreading the good word. And uh, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, thank you guys. Excited for what we got in October and hope you enjoyed the list.